Social media, to me, is one of those things. You either love it or you hate it. Uh, there are the interesting article I see in Mashable here where uh, some people sort of are letting it go. They just say, you know what, they want it out of their lives. Some take a sabbatical. Others just cut it off completely. Uh, some people, it, it, it takes over their whole life. I mean, social media, absolutely, can be used for good. I mean, you can do some really cool things with it. And then some not-so-cool things. <laughs> there are, there's a lot of, lot of nastiness on there, clearly. But there are also people who use social media to attack people, who do devious things, people who, criminal, I mean, that go seriously to criminal. There are people who, like, put on social media that they're going to go on holiday somewhere. Or they give, and they don't even think about it. They just, they tell their friends, hey, I won't be around for two weeks, I'm in Europe. Okay, cool. And guess who else sees that? The big question on everyone's mind, it's a gender thing, or is it? World peace, religion, sex, money, politics, climate change, big business, big ideas, and big egos. Nothing is off limits. As I'm joined by some of the most accomplished and highly opinionated women from the far left, the far right, and the far reaches of the planet. This is Malcolm Out Loud, and you're listening to Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure. Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure Season 2, Social Media. The world of social media is a phenomenon. You know, you think back to a simpler time when social media wasn't here, ladies, and you think, that was a simpler time, exactly. Uh, But today, it's, for many, it's taken over their lives. They put a lot of information out there, probably for some too much. Today on the show here, Dr. Faye Wilson is here. Uh, she's an author, inspirational speaker, ordained minister, underdog advocate. Dr. Fay understands this whole social media realm. She actually works in social media quite a bit, so she'll have something to say about this for sure. Also, Sergeant Betsy Smith, just saying as we were coming on here, as the mic was going hot, she said, God, I love this topic today. I got a lot of opinions here. Well, she's like prime for social media then. <laughs> she's a police officer for 29 years, a law enforcement trainer and consultant to the industry. Jennifer Breeden is here. She's an attorney specializing in international law, criminal law, U.S. foreign policy. Ladies, social media. Now, listen, there are sometimes, and Jennifer, you've seen this a lot in the news lately, where countries will turn social media off. That just happened there this past week, as I recall, somewhere where they were turning it off because they didn't want anybody communicating in the country. They didn't, they didn't yes. want, you know, some of the... So, in that regard, social media has sort of been a rallying call for a lot of people that are reaching out to others. So I guess from a sense of human rights, in a sense of humanity, that's a, that's a positive thing, yeah? It is a very positive thing. I mean, specifically, you know, in my line of work, going to some of these countries where speech is restricted or where people's voices aren't able to get out or where they know that a lot of the media outlets are controlled either by factions of the government that they don't trust or the government itself. And, uh, and they want to get the truth out. You know, they're desperate to get the truth out. So in that way, it's been um, it's been a rallying cry. It's been, as you said, that was a perfect description, but it's been a way to make their voices heard, specifically in countries where people have been told from birth that you don't have a voice. Now you do. Right. Right. And, and you see where they just, you know, I, I, and it kind of it gets sad almost because you see this. Uh, Sergeant Betsy, you chime in on that because you're seeing that a lot. Like, for instance, um, 
A prime example, the protests were happening in Iran over the past few weeks here, and Jennifer, you know this as well, that that was a big deal, and the government of Iran shut the social media right off. I mean, right off. Right. Well, and I know Betsy can talk to this. This is I know, and I want to hear what Betsy says from this. But with the protests in Iran right now, actually, all of the information I'm getting is from backdoor social media channels because, of course, the Iranian media shut it down. What are they arguing now that the U.S. and the and Canada that the West has now sent over lizards to spy on their nuclear program? I think that's their latest uh, news out of the Iranian media outlets. Wow. But not is that not real? Lying, guys, not even lying. Yes, Google it. Um, I think it was lizards, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but, but I mean, this is their latest thing. So, in order for these people, these protesters, to get this out, what I'm doing is communicating with either Iranian Kurds or Iranians that have escaped into Iraqi Kurdistan uh, that that still have backdoor cell phone communication with the protesters, and they're tweeting it out from Kurdistan. So, I mean, that's the only way now to get this news of these incredible, powerful protesters happening in Iran. Well, and that's what's powerful about social media is is some of the, you know, we wouldn't get some of the news that we get if it wasn't for um, specifically Twitter and, and, and some of the other things. Uh, the, the problem with it is here in the United States, very often the news that we get from social media uh, here on Twitter, on Facebook is, is ridiculous. You know, in the Middle East, they're using it to, to literally try and gain freedom and to save lives or to protect their own lives. Here, uh, social media, especially Twitter, has become, um, you know, everybody's a victim. Everybody's upset. Everybody's mad. Everybody's, it's so different. The contrast is, and Jennifer, I know you see this, is just incredible between over there where there are real issues and here where we're mad because, you know, somebody said a bad word or or whatever. And, And social media, that's what it's all about here. So the contrast in the countries is very different and very unique, Betsy, you're saying. Oh, Lord, yeah. Where it's a, it's a survival mechanism for a lot of these countries. It's the only way they can sort of communicate because a lot of these countries are being they're repressed. I mean, they, they, the oppression is unbelievable, right? Oh, yeah. And, and of course, Jennifer can speak to that is, is um, you know, the oppression, especially, again, of women that we're seeing and, right. and the abuses of children and... And um, thank God that they have these channels, that they can get the word out. Right. We just released that show we did, uh, Jennifer, too, on the Iranian protests. It just went live on podcast, by the way, on the network. And what a great talk that was. You remember the one we did? I think you were in on that, too, Betsy, weren't you? I believe so, yeah. The Iranian protest one, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was yes, really, a very really powerful good. show. Yeah. I mean, there's some really powerful conversations that we've had. Mm-hmm. All right, Dr. Faye, you use social media as a business tool. You've done really well with making it your business to make it your business. In other words, using it to connect with people. It is a very unique thing that you can connect with people around the globe. One of the things I love about LinkedIn is you get a high-level professional that you can engage with, and you can really find some very interesting people, especially in our forum of radio, that you can connect with with a certain expertise in another country or another region. And you almost could never have done that. I, you think about years ago before social media, how did we connect with those people? Well, you almost didn't. So on that level, social media opened up the whole conversation, Dr. Faye. I mean, without this, 
it almost, you know, you just didn't yeah. have it. I mean, hello. Social media made the world smaller. It placed the world mm-hmm. at my desk. It made them come home to me. And so I get to see around the world. It's not just television anymore because back in the day it was television. And so that and we were limited by what that media showed us. But now we have your your everyday people, your housewives, your guy, um, you know, cleaning, cleaning the, the lawn guy or whoever can show us the world through their lenses, their phones, the smartphones. Thank God for smartphones and all of this technology that we have to use social media to to connect people not only with our world but the news that's happening in our world in that moment selfies right now right in this moment i can see what's going on in another part of the world one of the things that happened with social media way back in the day with myspace before facebook before all of the social media that's known right now in the 21st century what happened what was happening is that we did not get a rule book we did not get uh, the common sense manual as to how to use social media. And I'm happy to see that it's used in some countries to expose the cruelty and all of the injustice that's going on around the world. And it and it's true here in America, we still don't understand that we have such a valuable tool to use for the betterment of mankind. It's it's based on what content we want to share and what we should share. Right, which, which, by the way, is really one of the prime problems of social media overload. Do any of you, do, do any of you, like, share a lot of personal stuff out there? Like, let me give you an example. Do, do you put personal photographs up on social media, anybody? I put a few on, fa- like, Facebook, you know, which is kind of my non-business thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, rarely on... Uh, Twitter, rarely. Okay, so you will put um, some. Okay, go ahead. Yes, and I, I see that. Yeah, I um I think I maybe put uh, a few of them on Facebook, but I've stopped doing that. Um, the more I've gotten into working in you know counterterrorism mm-hmm. and doing work in the Middle East, specifically when I started meeting with contacts throughout the Middle East, who all of them have to meet with me in secret, face to face. I just don't put up pictures anymore. And now that I'm you know married and my husband has kids. I have little stepkids and I do, you know, go against the Iranian regime and some of these other um, more extremist groups. I, uh, I like to keep that separate. So I haven't I haven't put any of that up. The back to the rule book. People as a rule don't understand that whatever you put out there is out there. And I've been t- yes. talking to my nieces and nephews. If you're going to apply for a job later, they're going to look at this. All of this is part of your oh, resume. Amen, Dr. You, Bay. You are building your resume. Mm-hmm. And when you're out there, uh, you know, in your bikinis running around on the beach, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it may be innocent enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you want a CEO position or you want something, I said, you know, that becomes part of your resume. So they're beginning to listen because they realize auntie is not just old fashioned that I've been out here in social media and I've seen the good it can do. But I also seen the great harm that it can do when we don't use it properly and just common sense approaches to to 
to what we expose. It's the basic common sense approaches that, that, that our moms taught us. You know, you don't talk to strangers. You don't give all your business. You don't give your phone numbers, your addresses to strangers. If you pass somebody on the street, would you just give them your information? If you don't do that in your everyday marketplace, don't do it in social well, media. Well, here's the problem with that, uh, uh, Dr. Faye. Here's the problem with that. You just said it. We're taught as young people to be very careful what we give to strangers. We always know, we know as little boys, little girls, the strangers are not, they're not, we don't engage. They're not kind. We don't know who they are. So we're, we're taught that. I mean, that's just a human thing. Strangers are not our friends early on. Here's the thing. See, when Facebook, from a psychology standpoint, these cats got into a room, it was just revealed recently that they spent so much time, energy, and money into the psychology of social media mm -hmm. as to how to engage people. They, they revealed just recently, there were big news stories on this, that they were uh, caught red-handed. Uh, about their uh, addiction point, that they want to give all this stuff to addict. And here's what they did. They called the connections friends. Now, by calling them friends, think about that, Dr. Faye. These, so let's say you get a request in from a friend. Now, this is not a stranger. You notice they didn't call them strangers, Faye. They didn't say strangers. How many strangers yeah. do you have? Well, I got right. 22 new strangers today. I mean, that's just mm -hmm. in the sound right, you see? So they mm -hmm. call them friends. But if somebody's trying to connect from you from across the country you've never met in your life, guess what? That's a stranger. That's not a friend. Yes. It's a stranger. Absolutely. See, so they use psychology in the way that let's call them friends. Let's mm -hmm. really trip people up. So they'll think that these are people they know. I mean, let's face it. How many? I mean, think about that. Think about the psychology in that, ladies. How brilliant is that from the standpoint of Facebook? That's significant. I it mean, is significant because, Malcolm, marketing is psychology. Mm -hmm. And if you don't use it, yeah. then you don't win. You, you don't build your business. Mm -hmm. And as a business person using social media, friends is a good thing. Mm -hmm. But from a common sense perspective, I know that those people are not my friends. So when they unfriend me, this is no big deal. I just go get some more. Right. So when you're marketing, you're not marketing just to your friends, though, you know, the basic uh, teaching in marketing is first start with your family and friends. But you're reaching people from uh, reaching people all over the world. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you brought that out, Malcolm, because so many people need to understand that, that it is a psychological approach that we use in marketing to say friends, you know, we know each other, but you don't know those people and they don't know you. And the more information you share, the more you're exposing yourself to strangers and you don't want to do that. And you don't want to teach your children to do it. And you want to put controls in place for yourself. Right, right. That's why stepping away from it is good. When you feel yourself getting too involved mm -hmm. personally with people you don't know, cut it. Separate well, that's yourself. that's a great it. segue to what I want to talk to you about in this next chapter here, ladies. This segment about this, uh, really very interesting to me, that you see Mashable profiled all these people who detox. They got to the point of what you just described, Dr. Faye. They got to the point where it, they became indoctrinated into this culture, this uh, they were co-opted into this whole social media world. It's like another universe almost, you see. Mm -hmm. And it took over their lives. It took over their thoughts and their feelings and their lives. And then what they did is they got to a point in their lives where they had to detox. They had to cut. There's another point to social media I'd like you to all to think about. I'd like to discuss, discuss a little bit later with you all. Is I talked about briefly up front the criminality part of it. It is known that there are common 
criminals and professional thievery rings that use social media strictly as their menu. Uh, Sergeant Betsy, you could probably speak about this, but they use it as their menu to go after people. They actually target folks using this as the platform by listening and watching what people are saying on there because people will say things about their jobs, their careers, their money, their jewelry purchase, what their husband, their lover, their, their friend, name, their sister. Their favorite thing. All <laughs> their yep. favorite things, answers. Jennifer. You remember mm-hmm. that, that, that song there? These are oh, a yeah. few of my favorite things. <laughs> we'll be back in a moment. <laughs> Let the silent voices be heard. It's the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.com. For a wide spectrum of programming from world and political news, societal and cultural stories, law enforcement, our military heroes, and much more. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. Welcome to the new era in communications. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. And uh, we're talking about social media overload and all of this. Ladies, I want to go right to this article, please, because I find it quite fascinating. In Mashable. And I love Mashable. They always have cool stuff on there, cool articles. I love to give credit to the uh, bloggers and the people that are doing awesome things out there. This one is from a a young lady, Chloe Bryan. And uh, it's entitled, Here's Why People Actually Delete Social Media. So they have some real-life examples that I thought would be interesting to share. And let's throw these around a little bit, ladies. The first one is Amanda. She's 25 years old. And Facebook is the platform that she gave up. And the length of break, three months and counting. The reason? I didn't quit on purpose. I woke up one morning to find my Facebook had been hacked. Wow. I actually tried to find a way back on, but it was a really difficult process. Instead, I decided it was a good time to take a break. I reported it to Facebook so they would shut down the account, and I've been without it ever since. I guess this was the push I needed to make a major change even if it was a little dramatic. And then they asked, will you be back? She said, I'm looking for a new job in a new city, and Facebook is a great way to be up to date on what's happening locally. I don't want to become a hermit, though, so I'll probably return eventually. What do you think of that, ladies? Well, let me tell you, over Christmas, my daughter-in-law, who is, uh, uh, she's a vascular surgeon and a mother of three, very busy young woman, and um, she, her Facebook got hacked, and so she had to re-sign on and do these things. Well, her email address on her original Facebook was from college. 
so she didn't have her email, her her password, all that stuff. So long story short, she couldn't sign back on. And she she sat there and she was like, ah, I'm too busy. I don't need this. And I I, I sat there. I was like, I'm I was mortified. I go, but it's your Facebook. You've had it, you know, for ten years. Blah blah. blah. And she's like, yeah, I don't need it. She was so chill about it. And I I thought about that for a long time and thought. Yeah, what if I dumped out all my social media? Would I be okay? And I concluded, yeah, I'd be fine. I'd be fine. And I, I admire that. I think she's the generation that, you know, Facebook was, was made for and mm-hmm. all that. Right. But now she's a busy professional woman and a wife and a mom. She doesn't really need it. But I guess, Betsy, it depends upon what you're using Facebook for. Like you say, yeah. she's got a real life. It depends yeah, what you're it, using it for, right. I guess, right? I mean, right. When you use it for business, right. um, yeah. you know, as the as most of us do, mm-hmm. you know, that's a that's a whole different thing. But mm-hmm. you know, Facebook is is one of those things that it's really been co opted by google and by all the advertisers and you know facebook and its original intention was really cool for kids to connect meet people at college you know then adults then people our age got involved we ruined it for kids frankly you talk to most kids they are bored with facebook speaking and, of which i've just seen betsy i just Snapchat. seen a, uh, an, uh, an article i want to share it with you here if i can i'm going to find it here in a sec here uh, just the other day here and it was that the kids are leaving Facebook. Young, here it is. Here it is. Young Americans no longer use Facebook. How's that? No, we—that's because old people ruined it. That's what you they know, said. Nobody, that's what they said. Who wants to be friends with your grandma? That's what you they know, said. And have your grandma tag you in a picture and all that. Yeah, you—you're spot on. You—you you guessed that. You didn't read this article. I take it. It's in quotes, <laughs> and you—you uh, you hit it head on. Yeah, that the young people are now left it because the old people have sort of taken it over, and they don't—they don't want to be. It's not cool to be with your grandmother, as you just said. No, there the young people are on. Snapchat and and Tumblr and uh, Instagram, although old people and and everybody forgets in, who owns Instagram. Instagram is Facebook. Facebook. And um, right. uh, but old people are we're starting to ruin Instagram too, and uh, you know Snapchat for the young people is kind of where it's at. Now Snapchat uh, they say is a little weird or may not be it may not be here a long time. Are they doing okay? I don't know. Are they doing? Uh, okay? The problem is is. Uh, it's hard to make money with Snapchat. Snapchat's okay. fun. It's it's I use it a lot to communicate with my um, kids. Okay. Um, but um, there was a there's a a misunderstanding that Snapchat goes away, you know, because you you can set yeah, it. Tell me about pre- that. Is that true or not? Uh, so well, no, it's not true. Nothing on the internet ever goes away. Oh, we just said that, uh, didn't we, earlier? All right. Right. And you've seen like a sport, you know, like different little sports teams have gotten in trouble for things that they've posted on Snapchat because they think it goes away, but it's easily captured by other people. And um, but it's hard to advertise on Snapchat. And they just just this week did a kind of an overhaul of the format on Snapchat. So now you're forced to view some of their ads Hmm. and it's harder to get to just the social part of it. Wow. so I think what you're seeing is they're finally deciding, look, we can't make any money from this. We need to push people to our ads, much like Instagram has done. Twitter has done that. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Facebook. Facebook's 50 percent ads or more. Now, you mentioned um, a moment yeah. ago, Betsy, when we're talking about younger people, you said Tumblr. Tell me about Tumblr. Are young people there? Yeah, they're there somewhat. Tumblr is and, and uh, um, you know, I'm sure. Uh, Faye and Jennifer can speak to this as well, but um, 
you know, Tumblr was originally like kind of a photo posting site right, and then it, it right. got into different things. And there, Tumblr has a lot of criminality in it. What? Um, what do you mean? You know, a lot of like stolen goods are posted or really? um, a lot of porn is posted. Really? And, I had no idea. This is on Tumblr. And, wow. And, um, uh, you know, and they, oh, wow. they're not, it's not as controlled. Um, I didn't you know, know and then there's other, there's other social media that's not so mainstream. Um, Reddit is a big one that's becoming more mainstream. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, I don't know, Dr. Faye, do you use Reddit? I use Reddit, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, of course, um, Twitter. You're an yeah, addict. See, You're I an addict. No, no, that's it. Because the reason I use those, Malcolm, is because I can sit in one spot and I can um, post content to all of them simultaneously without having to go from one place to another. You have to be strategic when using social media because it is time consuming if you don't have the resources or you don't know how to, to use it for your business or even for your personal life. I don't use it personal for personal stuff. I don't think I ever have, honestly. Well, I did once back in my space day. Mm-hmm. And I thought <laughs> Oh yeah. And I'll tell you, I tell you, I was looking for a man. I was doing dating Oh, Doctor Faye looking for a man. <laughs> MySpace. Wow. No, I, I was doing it for a connection, you know, to find It's funny you to- say that, Faye, because on a show we did yesterday, Susan Price put out there that she's looking for a man as well on social media. She's gonna start her own show, kind of a dating show, if you will. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, looking for a man here. That's it's yeah, a, it's yeah. just, well. They have a lot of these you dating find sites. One. Wait, I need to know if Dr. Faye found her man on MySpace. Did I you? just got it. No, honestly, I forgot MySpace was there. I posted it and I, and I just I started doing something else, but kind of forgot it. And I checked MySpace recently, and I thought, oh my God, they're still here. He may still be but, there. The man may be looking for you now, Faye. What's the matter yeah. with you? Yeah, maybe well, wondering what happened. Did you have a good song that people would get to hear when they went to your MySpace page? Because I was really big on the music. You know, like I had to have the right song. Yeah, I didn't, exactly. I didn't, Malcolm didn't have his uh, CD ready, so I couldn't. I didn't have a voice to add. Oh, to I'll sing for you. Yeah, why do you have to have music on MySpace? Is that what you're saying, Jennifer? Yeah, well, you know, I don't think you have to, but it was like one of those things where you're that. making your profile page, and like oh. if somebody clicked on your profile page, the song would come up. I didn't so know So it that. had to be the right song. Like, how did I feel? See, I've never day? been on MySpace. Now, are they still around? They are. Actually, they, they are. are, but they're as, good as, they're, they're as good as dead. They're still there. They still have... Um, I'm in Google+. Plus. Yeah, they still have. <laughs> they still have that. They still have the the site up. But back then, that's when I did put personal information inside of a social media site. But and that was just for you know connection. But now everything I do in social media is all geared toward business promotion, promotion, promotion. Because that's what mm-hmm. they built it for. Uh-huh. They built it to promote and to get customers and to put ads out there. So we're just doing the same thing the companies are doing. That was their intent. Yeah, yeah. Amen. It's a way to get free marketing, um, free business, yeah, reviews. Exactly. That's why LinkedIn has been so popular. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's not popular for young people, but it's for yeah. the professional world. I mean, my goodness, in D.C., you're almost laughed at if you have Facebook or anything else. It's, oh, what's your LinkedIn? And yeah. it's uh, it's crazy like that. So that's what it's become. It's become mm-hmm. this 
marketing, but then it depends on your, what is your intent with it? Right. And um, I'm with uh, Dr. Fain, a lot of the same platforms, but for the same reasons, for, for either business or getting truth out or getting things out, because a lot mm -hmm. of the people that I meet when I travel, that's one of the things they'll tell me, can you get this story out there? Mm -hmm. And you know, I wish my voice was bigger. I, re I wish it was, because it's never my words, it's, it's their words, it's this truth that they want getting out. And I love that, so that's you know why I do that, why I keep it there. I think I've just enmeshed my, my quote unquote business so much and my passions with personal, it's just, there's no personal there. It's, there's right. no need for it because there are more mm -hmm. important things that need to come out. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. um, it, it seems to be now that social media platforms, some of them, I think obviously LinkedIn wouldn't be in that category. Uh, they're kind of by themselves in the networking world, but with a lot of the social media platforms, it's now becoming this, okay, how do we become, I, I would say, how do we become the Apple of the social media world, the Apple product. Of course, a lot of people have Android phones and they do that, but so many people, you know, Apple's kind of the leader in phones. You got to get either the newest one or you got to keep getting your Apple phone if you have Apple products and then the iPhones just kind of win in so many ways of ease of use and efficiency, even though Android has put out a bunch of different things. So Apple sort of stands apart in that. And I think that's what some of these social media platforms, okay, how do we, how do we make this better? How do we make more money? How do we do this? And you're going to see these changes. And I mean, People, I, I can only speak for myself. I, I can't keep up if they change much of anything. But I think in social media terms, Twitter seems to stand separate and apart as being just ease of use. I know they've had some struggles, and, and I'm mm -hmm. sure um, mm -hmm. Sergeant Betsy and, and Dr. Faye can speak to this a little more, but some struggles with getting money. But um, just the ease of use, the, the ability to go on there to write one to two sentences, 140, I think it's right. now maybe more characters. It's 280 and, uh, now. Just, it, they oh, it's that. 280. I had a yeah. feeling, I was like, I'm, I'm allowed to type more. But yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> you know, they're allowed to do this, and, and it's just a lot uh, easier. Well, Twitter is really that. allowing the world to communicate in yes. such an interesting way, Jennifer. It's become really a global communication device, and it's interesting. It's, it's a global conversation on Twitter, but it, Twitter is different. I think it's in a sphere of its own, actually. And I think it's like the DNA of human conversation. I don't think it'll ever, I hope it never goes away. Twitter is really good. Uh, LinkedIn is as well as you just said, Jennifer. That, that's, a, that's a really uh, high profile one. Facebook was more opinions, more personal, more, uh, and a lot of hatred, a lot of vitriol on Facebook. Um, people get highly, highly opinionated, really charged. Because well, they can write novels. That's it. You can write a novel on your... I think you're right. I think you're onto something. I think Twitter discovered early on the micro-blogging and then the micro-conversation. And by doing the 140 uh, characters, you know, it was a big deal just recently, Jennifer, when they changed it and they doubled the count on that. That was a big deal. But Some people were very upset by that. They were. And But look, since they changed it, they finally... Remember, this is their first ever profitable quarter. And, oh, is and it Twitter, really? Yeah, That's Twitter has never made money until just now. Wow. I frankly, I think they ought to write Donald Trump a great thank you note. I know, I said um, that. I know. But, uh, but um, you know, it, it, the thing about Twitter, and and they better be careful. Mm -hmm. um, they're they're so left wing in their politics that they're, they're starting to. Yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah, that's a great point to bring up. Yeah. Conservatives are pushing over to Gab. I don't know if any of you have heard of Gab or have a profile that's on right. Gab yet, that's but. Right. But that's kind of the conservative. Yeah, Twitter we are doing now. that now. It's a conservative Twitter. Are you on Gab, uh, 
Betsy? I, you know, it's on my list. Okay, gotcha. Well, it's on, I, my, it's on my list, too. We're on the process of setting it up now. But what's yeah. happening is Twitter is their shadow ban, and it's called, is the term, ladies. Yeah. Oh, and, I've been shadow banned, believe me. And that's it. We, a lot of people have been shadow banned. I, I was thrown off of Facebook a couple of times because of views. So these social media sites are hardly, hardly charged. And Twitter is doing this shadow banning where they're doing a lot of manipulating. And I know a lot of the people, even some on our platform, where they have, uh, they, you know, people spend a lot of hours and time and money building these audiences. And then they're, they're turning off the faucet, the nozzle, so you cannot connect as with many people as you normally would if your voice is a conservative voice or if you are a Trump supporter, or if you have MAGA, Make America Great. These are, these are touch uh, 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 areas they're looking for. And then they will cut your uh, reach out off. They will, mm-hmm. they will lower that ability to connect with people, you see? Yeah, not good. Uh, That's why you need multi- multiple social media accounts. You don't put all of your yeah. eggs in one basket. Because exactly. face, Facebook is still a very good tool to use for business. It has over 16 million business pages, and it continues to grow. Yeah, but the From problem with that, Faye, is Facebook, mm. I, I, Facebook, the problem with that, love, is that you just said the, the business pages and stuff. I've been hearing complaints again the last few weeks from people and prominent folks who use this platform. Uh, mm-hmm. I do not. Uh, but they use it, and what they're saying is, uh, Facebook is less and less and less from the Facebook pages and the business pages. You're not connecting with many people at all now. So, in other words, it's all about a money. It's all about a money print. They're doing what Twitter was struggling with financial, as you were saying, Betsy, earlier. What Facebook mm-hmm. realized early on is that nothing is free. Anything that you think is free is going to cost you money somewhere. And it's going to cost you in your privacy. It's going to cost you information. They're going to sell to you. They're going to take your data. They're going to store your data. What Facebook was doing is there, you, if you have a, a corporate page, you only reach to, you could have tens of thousands of people that have followed you now. They like you. You can't like them. If you're a corporate page, they have to like you. So it's only one-way street, okay? So you can't go get friends. They have to get you. Once you have all those people, Faye, let's say you've got tens of thousands, the problem is you put something out on Facebook and you reach, you see the counts, you reach eight people, you reach three people, you reach 11 people. Unless you pay for the post, what Facebook wants is money. So if you pay them, they'll put boost post at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Then you pay them and then they'll put it out there. But until you pay them, you ain't reaching anybody, no matter how many people said they like you. Now, I think that's a scam and a half, Faye, so I don't agree with you at all. I think Facebook is a scam a minute. And again, I refer to Facebook as Satan's network, and I will do it today again. <laughs> I think it's a scam a minute. It is Satan's network. Well, but, Faye, I, I, I think you better speak to Faye's ne- uh, to uh, Satan's network there, boy. Um, yeah, I, I don't like Facebook at all. Malcolm, Satan's that makes network. me nervous. Satan's <laughs> network. That's who that is. Do you, I do you give promoted face- posts? Faye, do you do the boost and the business pages? You can reach out to your friends that are already in your network. Mm-hmm. Not unless and you pay again, for it. Not no, unless no, no, you so pay for it. Oh, no, we true, Malcolm. That's not true. Yeah, yeah it is. You, we had a business page with all those followers and nothing. And they were all friends, quasi friends, Faye. And it would say you reached three people. 
it was very discerning, very discouraging. You reached three people. You reached six people. I don't know what was going on there, but you can mm -hmm. actually get all of the people in your network to get their people in their network to start because we're building a new one right now. And I'm watching this. I'm in the middle of it. And so I am watching this and I'm building it for um, one one product. And I'm watching people begin to come in. And these are people already in my network because I have a business page that always max at 5,000 and then people are your waiting. Your personal to... page max at 5,000. Yes, but these are the people, these are the people you go back in and you begin to invite these people. Well, let me say this to you. Think about this now. Why would Facebook, th think about how stupid this is or how smart it is actually. Why would Facebook stop you at 5,000 on a page, a personal page? Let's say you just are popular. And you've got a lot of people that you're calling this quasi-friends, the term friends, which we put asterisk up when we say friends. Why would any social media on the planet cap you at 5,000? Now, let's talk about that a moment. Here's why. I, I just, okay, go ahead. Here's why. They cap you at 5,000 because they don't want you reaching people, Dr. Faye. What they're doing is they want you to now, because if you once you hit five, you are then are forced to set up a corporate page for your business. Let's say you're that popular then you have to set up a page, a product page, a business page, or some kind of a page. When you set up the page, yeah, now people can come like you, but they're not going to put your stuff out there until you pay them. Facebook What's figured out the model long ago. They, they, they figured out the model on how to screw people. And that's what they do real well over there, screw people. And so they, they figured out the model right away that nobody should have more. That We're going to limit the page count, and we're going to force you to pay to reach people. Think about it. And then when you hear them out lately on psychology, I'm telling you, they are evil people over there. But the thing is, well, Malcolm, I mean, they have a right to try and make money. You're you know? right. And, and yeah. I, I mean, yeah. whether it's right or wrong, whether we like it or not, they still have a right to try and make money to keep their business alive. Jennifer, you're and right. As long as they would do it honestly, Jennifer, and not behind exactly. your back. Exactly. I agree yes. with you. But, well, I, but, you know, as long as people are still going there, as long as yeah. there are still, what, 16 million business pages, uh, hundreds of millions of people on Facebook and not going anywhere else, it is the best place for a business and they're going to pay that money. I mean, yes, some might say that that's a monopoly on the on the social media platforms because there's so many people, but people still make the choice mm -hmm. um, to, to log in, to create a Facebook account and to go that's on. Right. It's all that's our right. choice. It's the same thing yeah. that comes down to these, right. these allegations of Russia meddling by setting up these accounts. I mean, we all made the choice choice to listen yeah. listen whether it's an account yeah. made by a foreign government right. or you know joe blow next door yeah. we all made the choice Still to have listen to, click to the on account it. Yeah. exactly yeah yeah and there are so many strategies it's not just that that was your experience malcolm and respectfully that was your experience <laughs> but there are so many people when you're talking about what 2.9 billion people in one on one social media satan's platform. network <laughs> satan's okay. network okay. satan's network Satan's <laughs> network. They're reaching out to billions of Satan people network. I'm telling you, <laughs> Satan's network. The goal is to deliver a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world to unite people from all backgrounds and beliefs in an effort to advance humanity. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. It's AmericaOutloud.com where the conversation never ends. With 24-7 streaming on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio.
We are back, friends. Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure, Season 2, and uh, we're the anti-Facebook show today. <laughs> it is Malcolm all out here, and uh, well, you hear us before the break here. Dr. Faye was telling me all the benefits of Facebook, of course, and, and Sergeant Betsy says, and Jennifer said to me during the break coming back on, you must have been bullied on Facebook, or something happened to you on Facebook, or what happened? Yeah, well, something happened, all right you've ever tried to reach the people that run Facebook, you'd have a better there, luck of running into the Oz if you were out in the wizard program. You'd, there's you'd, no you'd, Facebook person. You can't You can't hit zero to no, talk to No, I call people before. Give me Mark Zuckerberg's cell number. I want to call that little <laughs> asshole right now. I've had it with him, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And so you can't reach it. We tried everything to reach a human being over there, and you cannot get a human being over there. So then... So then that was it. Facebook was gone. And then guess what happened? About a year and a half, about a year after that, year and a half after that, something like that. So not too long ago, maybe about a year ago from now, uh, Dr. Stem, who the Dr. Stem show on the platform, ladies, right? She right. says to me, Malcolm, we need to be on Facebook. We need to be on Facebook. I said, okay, great. She goes ahead and sets it all up under my name again, does it for the platform and everything else. Uh, within four days, she had so many followers and stuff from around the world who had connected on this page on the corporate page. And I thought, well, this is really good. This is great, uh, Dr. Stem. Do you know they shut me off again? Shut the whole thing down? Well, that's because you're a conservative, Malcolm. Yeah, that's because they're Satan's network. That's why. <laughs> I actually just, but, but considering this, back to Satan's network, <laughs> I want to talk about, though, like some of the criminal activity that's gone there because it's an, it's interesting to me. I know that, um, oh, was it last year? Last year, um, I think early 2017, 2016, 2017, um, the, the state of Israel, the government of Israel filed a $1 billion lawsuit against Facebook because they had allowed pages to remain. These were pages that were not only inciting violence against Israel, Israelis, um, like, like Palestinian, um, uh, not not Palestinian territory, but like the Hamas supporters, the terrorists uh, within the provinces of Palestine, Gaza, Hamas supporters had created these Facebook pages to bring their followers to incite them of days and targets and attacks against Israeli citizens, Israeli army posts. And, and that's how they use because they don't have a lot of communication in Gaza. And so they use that. People had complained to Facebook saying, please shut these pages down. You know, it's they're they're inciting violence against Israelis. Here's the violence that carried out. Um, several people were killed because of this. Several Israelis were killed because of this. And Facebook didn't shut the pages down. And so that was a suit that came out. But I mean, now in the days of ISIS using social media and all these others, and I know Sergeant Betsy knows this with just ranted criminals, and I'm not even just talking, you know, people that will steal your information, which is bad enough, or people that could, you know, harm a minor or a child, which is also bad enough. But I mean, now international terrorists groups using this. And that's my uh, my whole question is, you know, where do we draw the line between protecting people, protecting people, protecting them from access to these international terror or genocidal organizations or even, you know, much worse kinds of violence. And then that line of because in the United States, we have this law, that line of which I know Sergeant Betsy knows of, you know, protecting free speech and these platforms for social media. And I think that's one of the conversations going on right now uh, amongst people in the social media world, sort of these corporate executives is like, how much do we, you know, let our people know that they have the freedom to say what they want on our platform? Because how, how much are we ever going to get dinged by the government? But now, I mean, it, it seems like the stakes are higher. And so I'm not sure, you know, what the opinions are on the table for me. I don't know. The jury's still out for me. It's good to get the information to maybe find people, track them down. But also, you know, how much are we going to let uh, people be able to access, you know, innocence? Well, Jennifer, you said, where do we draw the line? And the problem we have with a platform like Facebook is who draws the line? A bunch of people in a building in the Bay Area in California draw the line. Exactly. And, 
and they draw the line based on their politics. You can go on Facebook right now and find 150 um, Let's Kill Cops pages mm-hmm. and wow. and let's rape Sarah Palin pages and, wow. and, and, and all this, you know, and, and I've reported images, you know, I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. last year and an image came out of an NFL player slitting the throat of a uniformed police officer and thousands of wow. police officers reported that to Facebook and mm-hmm. they all got back the same um, Satan's and network. And Satan's <laughs> network. Said, Satan's said, network. <laughs> And I think that's what it said, Malcolm. We all got the same little email back that said, hey, that's okay with us because we're Satan's network. And um, Mm -hmm. but that's but it's and you make a good point, Jennifer, is is who draws the line? You know, well, you know, we don't want the government drawing the line. But the problem is it's people who say, you know, it's it's okay to, uh, you know, post pictures of people killing cops. But what if I I, I post a picture of um something that they perceive to be Islamophobic or racist or, or whatever. And, uh, and they're like, well, now we're going to get rid of that. But, um, you know, they're all over that. Well, sure. Right now, you know, you want to post anything, white supremacist or all that, you know, um, boy, Facebook's going to shut that down right now. And Twitter, Twitter's got new Mm -hmm. algorithms where they're going to start more voraciously attacking that stuff. And it's, but it's all based on one side beliefs not on even not they don't even use like what we would call a reasonable man standard um in, mm. in you know as far as the law goes jennifer right we yeah. there's no reasonable yeah. man standard in uh in social media in fact if i said reasonable man now i'm a now i'm a sexist lunatic you know no, um, of course. It, no. Finally, the That's truth. So Finally, It'd the truth. It'd be interesting for listeners in this program. <laughs> I mean, if anybody has the time to post something mm-hmm. against, you know, to post something that might be perceived as Islamophobic, not horrible, not violent, just, mm-hmm. you know, a question that you might have about radicalism, which, again, when I'm in the Middle East, Muslims themselves will have these questions secretly, mm-hmm. of course. But um, these kinds of things to post that and then to post the exact same thing about Christians and see, you know, how fast Facebook shuts down one over the other. You know, see what happens exactly. with that, just to have the side by sides, because exactly. that's what that's what makes headlines nowadays is the side by sides. Mm-hmm. Is um, you know, this is the response we got for this. This is the response we got for this. Je- Jennifer I, and Betsy, I have to tell you, I think Dr. Faye is mad with me. She's not talking anymore. I'm I'm not mad. I'm waiting. <laughs> I don't get mad. She's arranging an intervention for you privately. Exactly. <laughs> she didn't like that Satan's network business, I, Betsy. I, I, no, 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 no. I'm not defending. I'm not defending Facebook. Mm-hmm. And you have a right yeah. to call it Satan's network. And it, there are satanic people on there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just that there are satanic people on LinkedIn. Okay. Yes. yes. I've been out. The, I've been here long enough to know that Satan is everywhere, mm-hmm. and yeah. that we have to do. Yeah, the, but his home um, base is Facebook. <laughs> He may be in other places, my love, but PTSD, I think. He lives on Facebook. Yeah, I got PT something. (laughs) I think because Facebook has such a strong footing in Mm -hmm. social media, Mm -hmm. it is more. It's 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 out there. You you and there are so many people, so we see it more on Facebook. Mm -hmm. But I I think it is everywhere. Well, let me share with you, Faye, this mm -hmm. here. Uh, There was a big story just recently, uh, not too long ago here, uh, the end of 17, yeah, in December actually it was, uh, where Facebook, one of the executives came out. Do you all remember the story? It was a big, big story around the world, actually. One of the VPs came out and said that Facebook uh, is exploiting a vulnerability in human psychology to addict Mm -hmm. its users 
users. This was Sean Parker. He was the company's first president, in fact, an executive there. And he was at a public forum, and he divulged all this information and said that they literally went out of their way to make sure that they would consume as much time and attention and all the dopamine stuff they could possibly get. But they used psychology. Uh, psychological tendencies and things to ex- what they say here and I quote I'm, I'll read their words it says we are exploiting a vulnerability in human psychology now you tell well, me this is not looks like this is uh, satanist hmm. well what? this is a guy remember this this guy won't let his own children have social media exactly as, yeah, and and um, exactly. and you know when you talk about it from a psychological point of view, this is why people post, you know, they post Facebook Live murders and rapes and oh, molestations terrible. and terrible. yeah and all it's that. Terrible. And from that aspect, Malcolm, it really is Satan. And I don't find that on Twitter or LinkedIn. I'm sorry, Betsy, but I don't subscribe to that theory. I've never seen any of that on this. But not to oh, say it's not on, there somewhere. On Twitter. There's a lot of criminality. Not to on say Twitter. it's not yeah. there. I don't. I don't hang with those yeah. people, obviously, and they don't hang with Mister Out Loud. Right. But, uh, but clearly, it, it is. It just depends what you're looking for in all of this. Obviously, uh, I just listen. I've been down. I've been around the the mulberry bush with Facebook already. I've seen who they are. I don't like who they are. I don't like bullies. They they sort of remind me of a bully. That that's who I get. Sergeant Betsy, I, I consider them the bully of social media. You understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and Twitter's a close second on that. The, yeah, the, they're getting there, hon. They're getting there. Yeah. I, they're worrying me. Well, the, they're worrying well, me. Well, then, then you have to throw in Instagram because Facebook and Instagram are in yeah, the bed. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. And, then, and then you have to have YouTube in there. What I am saying, this oh, is my YouTube, point. Oh, YouTube, yeah. This is my point and because YouTube is huge. I don't know why we're, we're not bringing that up because all yeah, these vids true. on yes, YouTube – these predators and everything you can imagine is how to right make there. bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right how to kill cops. Exactly. Right, right there on yeah. YouTube. And so what we deal with is just mean people and they're there everywhere. They're next door. They're down the street. They're on all sorts of they're in all social Can I media. ask you something, Dr. Faye? And then Betsy, I'd like you to answer this too. Does that where does that cross the line as comparison to free speech and the right to do what you want to do? And this uh, the things you just described and the the illegal the illegalities of it. Where, where's the line on all that? Hmm. Who's the well, question? I, I mean, I could say legally under the Constitution of the United States, and I know Sergeant Betsy, but I want to hear from Dr. Fay on the line, um, just the, the moral, the everything mm. else line. But um, just legally on, under the United States Constitution, and we are still the only country on planet Earth um, that does not restrict speech. We do not have hate speech laws. And even though I abhor hate speech on any side, I don't think it should ever happen. I still think that it's very powerful to that we still remain a country that hasn't criminalized hate speech. Now, that's to say that the Constitution of the United States, our First Amendment of free speech, does have a limitation, and that limitation is speech that incites violence, a direct right. incitement of violence. Right. Right. You cannot tell somebody to go kill somebody or to go murder so somebody. So that's not free speech, always, Jennifer, you're saying, so they right? Can, yeah, that so crosses states, the line. local right. governments can always pass laws right. to criminalize that, something that incites violence. So mm-hmm. that's that right there. Yeah, so maybe that is the the line changer, uh, Betsy. Is that true? Well, yeah, well, of course, but 
um, mm-hmm. the, the problem is, is what we're seeing again, because you know, all things go back to politics. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was OK for people and still is OK for people to get on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and, and call for the murder of American law enforcement officers. And those things are not taken down because it's seen as, oh, we're talking about social justice and all that. And and what, what YouTube is doing, and Dr. Fagan probably speak to this because that's one of her platforms, what YouTube is doing now is they are silencing mm-hmm. conservative voices yeah. and, 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 and they are pushing out a lot of either leftist stuff or and a lot of entertainment and things like that. But you you go on to YouTube and I have a YouTube channel. You go on to YouTube and I immediately get hit with, you know, a, a Jimmy Fallon thing or a right. Samantha B or whatever. But then when I try and find my favorite conservatives, um, you know, I can't find they and won't they and they won't let they you hit. what they're doing, Betsy, is for us. Uh, and one of the biggest complaints out there in the spirit of what you're talking about is they will not they will not monetize your conservative videos and stuff. They won't Absolutely allow you to monetize not. it. So nope. mine, a lot of our videos and stuff on our platform are not monetized because they don't allow it in the back, but they allow all the liberal agenda to do that. Now, how fair is all that? Right. Exactly. But, you know, then again, Jennifer talks about the Constitution and and, um, you know, the the reason why we don't have hate speech laws in the United States is because who gets to decide what hate speech is? We can't decide every four years, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what hate speech is, depending on who's in power in the White House. Yeah, yeah. And your point of the, 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 the all these hate things against the law enforcement, why didn't that fall under the uh, the, the restriction that Jennifer just laid out there, Sergeant Betsy? Why, why didn't that, uh, it, that's to cite in, in violence, to incite because, violence? Because right now it's really popular to hate the police. That's below. And that's you, you have all these corporations that are contributing to the Black Lives Matter and all that. And we are being wrongly and, and, and everyone knows wrongly we are being accused of murdering well, young unarmed black and, men. And it's just not well, happening. Sergeant Betsy, and that's why America Out Loud and my voice has lent itself to be the support we are for law enforcement. We were there before anybody was there. Uh, to support our law enforcement. Uh, we are one in one in check with them. We promote everything positive about law enforcement, as well as our military, Betsy, you know, uh, as well as our military. But that's the reason, because there's too many out there that are poo-pooing that. And these are the guys and the ladies out there who are uh, working their asses off to keep people safe, you know? We try. Yeah, We're trying. Better believe it. Better believe it. It's wrong. It's wrong. Yeah. This is where yeah. I find a lot of guilt, Dr. Faye, with places like in Twitter, Shadow Bannon, YouTube, what they're doing, Facebook. There's a real crackdown on this leftist movement from all of this big tech where they're silencing the conservative voices in this country. And there's nothing pretty about it, I have to tell you. We'll find another way. I mean, we, we, we're doing a work here on America Out Loud, Malcolm, that is making an impact, making a difference. Mm-hmm. And because Satan is everywhere, Mm -hmm. we can be a voice that's everywhere, making a difference. And there are enough powerful hosts on this platform that that are transcending boundaries, geographical locations. We're going into places today that we would not have gone in had it not been for some of the pioneers inside of social media. I'm of the school. Don't shoot the one that brought you to the party. Allow yourself the opportunity to grow past their ignorance, past their 
their Great injustice, advice. past all of the mm-hmm. craziness that's out there. So I'm not focusing on the madness. I'm focusing on what can I do to make a difference Here in this place. Here you go place. again. I'm not Always leaving. trying to add civility to the conversation, Dr. <laughs> Faye. What is the but matter But she's with absolutely you? right. Dr. Thank Faye God. is absolutely right because we face a huge evil. And I mean, yeah. I think she nailed it on the head. We face an all-encompassing evil. And we can, yes, we have every right to speak out about how you know the current social media platforms might, are wrong in so many areas and things like that need to change. But they did pioneer the way for us to start our own, for other people with America Out Loud being one of them, this gab mm-hmm. you talked about before, even what Dr. Faye was saying was start having different accounts set up, getting ready if you're going to be shut down. It's the same thing here. Have different platforms set up. Start reaching those voices because mm-hmm. there are sure, uh, surely more people besides just the four guys that are frustrated by a lot of this that would follow those platforms and follow them. We just need the the names and the, the people to start signing up the way they have for these other ones Amen. rather than being afraid that they're going to be shut down. Yeah. yeah. Wow. What a conversation. You know, I have to tell you, ladies, uh, I had uh, Sergeant Betsy, you said when we first came into this talk, you were really excited, looking forward to it. And it was a pretty big talk. I'm impressed with uh, where we went with it. But I want to say I had all this other interesting content, all those really interesting pieces, uh, people who detoxed from it in that Mashable article. I never got back to them because we just were so busy with the conversation. There's a whole well, lot of this is another this is another one of those topics me we might want to do a second segment on. Yeah, I see that because there's some interesting conversations in here and then with the psychology behind all of this, I think you're right. I think we will take it up, I'm sure again, uh, and extend this conversation out there. Uh, it's interesting. Um, like everything in life, what you what you put into it is what you get out of it, friends. I mean, we kid you, we talk about this or that or whatever, but really no social media should control your life. That's the bottom line. I mean, don't allow it. Don't do not do it. And be careful what you put out there. Like Dr. Faye was saying with her nieces and uh, little young ones, you got to be careful what you put out there because it'll come back and impact your career. So be really, really, uh, you know, detailed. Be sure you know what you're doing. I, I look at social media like everything in life, uh, friends, as a it's a reflection of your personality and of your brand. If it's not of the quality of who you are as a person, then don't put it out there. If it's representative of you, then that's another story. So all this hatred and the the, the violence that Do- uh, Sergeant Betsy was talking about moments ago that is running rampant on the social media, you know, that's that's a reflection of who those people are. They're not the better part of life. They're not the quality that we're trying to strive for here, clearly. So I'd say, you know what? That's not our audience here. It's not our audience at America Out Loud. I know it's not the people you all hang with out there. So let's just turn that faucet off. And uh, and again, the louder voices, the more out loud voices will drown them out at the end of the day. Listen, thank you again always for being here on Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure. Conversation is incredible. We'll bring back another conversation on the social media here as well. There's a lot more to talk about on this. Thank you again, everyone here. Jennifer Breeden, Sergeant Betsy Smith, Dr. Faye Wilson. This is Malcolm Out Loud to be continued, friends.